Oh, Hanabi's family. Oh, Hanami's family. Hello, human scum. This is DVR Podcast Presenting. Dan, dan, dan. The Fact Daddy Experience. I am the lazy homo sapien protoplasm skeletal filled microorganism thingamabob known and identified as the fact daddy and I'm gonna be talking about a little show called Stein's Gate if you've never heard of it that's fine it's completely irrelevant uh it's comical and it's really weird and that's why I like it and of course it has something that I love observing in the storytelling and it's again time travel so (coughs) (coughs) oh that's right I'm alive and I'm injured so Steins Gate uh, don't really know what to say, uh, regarding Steins Gate, actually. Um, it's a little weird. Uh, I'll just lay out some concepts, like what's going on, just a little bit. So, you got the leader of the Future Gadget Laboratory, who's, he goes by too many names, Kiyoya, Hyoin, but, Okadin is the one that I usually like to go with because it's easiest to remember for my brain and how it internalizes syllables. Anyway, so Okadin and his future gadget laboratory has only two other members, Daku or Daru, sorry, Daru with an R. Um... At least for the English pronunciation. I don't think there's actually R's in Japanese. But let's not get clinical. And Mayuri. uh, Who's a girl member of this group. And basically Okadin is trying to create a time machine. So that he could usurp the world and simultaneously defeat. The evil CERN. Apparently, uh, those in possession of large hadron super colliders are his enemies. In his mind, we're not definitively sure why. And in the first episode, he was going to a small conference to hear individual discuss a time machine that he had invented, and it turns out. That after reading some of the information the man was presenting, he was a thief. A low-life thief stealing the ideas of an individual who went by the name of John Titor. And supposedly John Titor was actually a real guy who claimed to be from the future. And 
for a while, it was believed he wasn't lying because he knew something about the IBN 5100 and programming it with BASIC. I don't really know about all this particular stuff. But anyway, that's how the story starts. It starts with Okadine going with Mayuri to this conference at this building. And then things get a little weird because he meets this girl who I think uh, ends up being Makise Karisu-chan. And uh, when you see the first episode, looks like a redhead, looks like Makise Karisu. And she looks like she ends up dead. And he texted himself or Daru. And all of a sudden, boom. Things just changed. So. There's no, like, real indication of what led to the change. It's it's just weird. So. When you go into the next episode and such. You get mentioning of cur black holes or micro black holes being the conduit by which a spatial temporal transfer via proton collisions as I don't know that's like the way that they create time travel um and in the following episode you have Daru hack into CERN and he finds out that there's some experiments happening in the Z program and they're doing human experimentation and one of the Experiment states, human is dead, mismatch. Okadin ends up somehow actually getting into a electronic social interaction with a supposed John Titor. And after Daru hacks CERN, they unveil a code, but they don't know how to unlock the code. Now... The future gadget laboratory is upstairs. So downstairs, I think, is the owner of the building who also runs a bike repair shop. And he has a girl working for him who may or may not be his daughter. It wasn't clear to me. But there are many, 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 many things that are necessarily clear to me. But anyway, she happens to overhear some of the conversations that happen and she tells Okadine about the IBN 5100 whatever computer so he gets the idea that maybe that code can be hacked with only an IBN 5100 and so the John Titer contact uh, pretty much confirms his 
deduction and he's uh on his way to hacking into what is called Jellyman's report which was also mentioned in the human dead mismatch hack and then there's a series of events that are reported in the in the hack such as for example on April 3rd in 1921 uh a man's remains were found in the wall of a New York City apartment, and they were gelatinized. Now, the preceding ones, or not preceding, the ones, the ones that happened after. I don't know. I'm kind of hurt this week. <laughs> but pretty much, there's a series of these gelatinized human being situations that arise like these are the results of the experiments that individuals were sent into the past but it's called a mismatch because basically when they went through the spatial-temporal transferal via the proton collisions their physical forms were basically crushed it was too much pressure now all this is relevant because at a certain point in the movie or the show, I got to get this right, people. This show, I think of it as a movie in my head anyway, but the show. Um, Okani does an experiment where he does a weird attachment of a cell phone and spins objects in reverse in his microwave. Of course, it's a huge electromagnetic discharge. And the thing about it is, when you get these green jelly bananas, it's actually a banana being sent through time. And so, Okadine thinks he's discovered in part how to create a functional operating time machine. But as the Jelly Man report and the Z program reports, that are hacked after he obtains the IBN 5100 computer and has Dadu hack it. As all that comes out, they see that, you know, they're on the right track, but they want to get there. And there's some other oddities happening, like the girl who may or may not be the downstairs landlord's daughter who claims to be a warrior and has an interest in Okadine. She seems to be like she's from the future. And she gave Makise um, Karisu a dirty look. And it seems that they both may be from the future. Or one possible future. So everything isn't quite unfolding as clearly as in some of the other stories regarding time travel it seems like you gotta piece things together and also there was a Donnie Darko element because when he went to the conference to hear the fake time travel inventor discuss his invention that building a satellite crashed into that building when the red-headed girl who also appears to be Makise Karisu died and when Okadin sent himself the text but then when he was talking to Daru 
his memory was confused because he didn't remember events the way that Daru was describing them. And when that happened, he started to question whether he himself had already experienced a time-traveling event. So, all in all, it was, um, it's shaping up to be pretty interesting. I mean, it's it's comical, and the cast thus far isn't, like, as broad as some of the other stories. Um, but the cast that they do have is pretty hysterical. Okadine wears a lab coat. He's obsessed with Dr. Pepper. And he believes that CERN is like the ultimate evil conspiracy organization. And he works with Daru. And Daru's a hacker. And he's always talking about breasts. And, you know, he's tacky, but he's good at hacking, and I don't really know what Mayuri does besides bring food and act as comic relief, but she's funny as well, um, Marquise Karisu, I think she's the dead girl from the beginning, and, you know, she ties into some weird time distortion event. That I think Okadin is the cause of. He might have caused it. In another overlapping dimensional world line. So let me just briefly describe what. In the show John Titer discusses as a world line. So let's say you go into the past. And you remove an individual known only as A. When you remove individual known as A. The world line that had A in it shifts and becomes a world line without A in it. And what happens when that shift occurs is that all the memories of all the individuals who were impacted and encountered A become reconstructed to fit into a world line without A. So that literally uh, A's existence is erased. So I think that's kind of interesting. And I'm going to see where this show goes. It Again, that's pretty much what I could deduce from the content. So it's not, it's not too, too crazy but I mean it's still really actually super weird I mean a lot of other things happen but those are the major things that are occurring currently in the episode so we'll pick up at episode 5 and go from there I think this is another 24 episode series and I don't know. I don't have a lot else, unfortunately. Um, but I think it's a great show. Um, and I I am at least aware in my memory that they do resolve 
and discuss further more of the impact of the time traveling. I just think it's interesting that they started bringing up the super colliders and the proton collisions. Um, I'm not well versed in these things, but I certainly find them fascinating. Just like recently, I came across some information. I'm not going to say it's valid or invalid, but it is fascinating. That stated two things. One, that the heart emanates uh, electromagnetic pulses a uh, hundred to five thousand times more than the human brain and this is connected to something known as the Stark effect which correlates to what was popularized in that book in that little film The Secret where you talk about the law of attraction and affirmations and all you know a lot of people think that stuff is bullshit and they're probably right because the brain has a weak electromagnetic pulse but the heart doesn't and if you somehow have a balanced mind and a balanced heart the heart can feel and project an electromagnetic pulse that could interfere with the overall overarching electromagnetic energy surrounding a given human being and generate and magnetize to it a given experience of reality it's not control and it's not definitive but it's well within a range and a sphere and it's powerful and that would be more in tune with what some notions of the law of attraction actually are it's a feeling first so usually when they say oh you gotta feel it first and you might think it's bullshit well it might not necessarily be bullshit if you literally feel it in your heart because your heart's emanating those electromagnetic pulsations and creating some sort of stark effect that's generating and attracting magnetizing to it a particular form or variety of experience based on what is felt literally in the heart and also that there are neuron like cells in the heart and neurons are in your brain so I find that a little interesting might seem like I'm kind of diverging off track, but again, I think uh, it all ties into time travel and a lack of causality in the universe and every moment being kind of like the singularity and perpetuity and the unfolding of the singularity and perpetuity actually being what you might experience as time and space, but in reality... It's just a singularity and perpetuity. It's almost like that book from back in the day, Frank J. Tipler's The Omega Point, where Tipler theorizes that ultimately what we would call the end of reality would actually be the point in time in which all forms would be resurrected because no form actually dies. The transformation of the energy of a form 
occurs and can also be brought back because of the holographic nature of physical reality. And if you don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, it's cool. But I just throw this out there, you know, like a hologram. You take any part of a hologram out of a hologram and you can reproduce the entire hologram. So, basically... Sorry. <laughs> so basically, like, uh, if the nature of physical reality is holographic, and if ultimately each and every moment that we perceive in a linear fashion flows in succession only in our minds, which, by the way, are basically just vibrations interacting with other vibrations based on light waves then it's a possibility that time travel could happen and based on our current limited understanding we would do it or attempt to do it via super colliders generating many black holes because usually the notion of time travel involves black holes or wormholes. But I think that time travel could also occur in a different way. But, you know, that's just me. Anyway, more Steins Gate next week. I might be able to wrap Steins Gate up either next week or the week after, depending on my mood and my health. Uh, and after that, I'm not sure. I might either go into Ergo Proxy or I might actually just start going into movies. Meaning, not myself, but just me talking shit about stuff. Movies or Ergo Proxy. I haven't quite decided yet. I mean, I might even watch another Ghost in the Shell movie. Because the thing is that certain things don't really go out of style and you also kind of have to look at the things again because as you get older or you experience different things your perspective on a given thing changes so nothing in the universe is static not even something that's already made because you the viewer the observer are in a perpetual state of change so even though the particular thing like a television show or a movie may seem to stay the same. Your consciousness and thereby your experience of it does not. And on that note, have fun, motherfuckers. Be safe. Thank you for listening. And I will check you out next week with some more of my shit. And I hope you fucking like it. And try to watch Steins Gate if you feel like it. <laughs> Uh, you might choose Riverdale over it. I don't know. Take care, and I will check you out later. Peace, because oh, how many families?